smartcast you are listening to health shots brought to you by hd smartcast pregnancy and parenthood these are the two choices we make for life for some of us it's a smooth ride for the rest of us it's sometimes even difficult to just begin regardless we find it worth our while so much so that we opt for all kinds of fertility treatments one of the most notable being ivf so to make it a little easier at least at the beginning we bring to you this podcast ask the ivf expert is brought to you by parents of fertility powered by merk i'm your host deepthi ahuja and i will interview ivf experts from all over india to cover all sorts of questions you my dear would be parent might have in mind so are you ready to embark on your parenthood journey with fertility experts here we go say you are one of those couples who did everything by the book had luck and expertise on your side and as a result now you have a healthy baby from your ivf treatment but you want to have another one should you go for the ivf treatment again let's find out in this episode to lend her expertise and over 15 years of experience we have with us dr richa jaktap who is reproductive medicine specialist and is currently a clinical director at nova ivf fertility mumbai hi dr richa how are you thanks a lot dipti i'm good and i'm hoping that you all also are having a good end to the year and a blessed start to the new year Absolutely and let's hope that uh, you know a couple who's listening or the couples who are actually listening to this episode also get a great start. Um now let's just get into the matter the crux of the situation. Uh say a couple finally gets blessed with an IVF conceived child and after years of successive you know attempts they finally managed to do this now what are the chances of having a second ivf child amongst women using their own eggs is it possible definitely possible but we have to consider few uh, important characteristics here also one right. thing is you've been first time lucky and everybody thinks that the second time may be exactly the same mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to follow the same route uh one thing very important is age of the woman when she is trying to conceive again mm-hmm. another thing is how much is the gap between the two pregnancies that you are mm-hmm. contemplating again mm-hmm. uh something which is very very important is if the woman has already some embryos made and frozen in the first ivf cycle it makes the journey that much easier for them mm-hmm. because these eggs were frozen when she was younger and hence she will have these eggs already ready as cryopreserved and when right. she wants to attempt a second pregnancy she just has to connect with her doctor and get started on so please make sure that age is on your side and if you have embryos frozen that's easier for you lovely um now is it necessary that the second one should also follow the ivf procedure or is there a scope for you know other possible fertility treatments i think it's a very important question dipti and a lot of parents ask this Yeah. I think few reasons because of which the first IVF was done is the crux of the issue here. Mm. If your IVF was done because your tubes were uh, blocked mm. or the sperm count was zero or mm. you had severe endometriosis and most probably you will need IVF again. If your mm. IVF was done for something like polycystic ovaries or mm. a mildly low sperm count 
then it is possible that those things have corrected over the time and the patient may not need a second IVF but you need to connect with your specialist to understand how things stand for you at this point of time i'm really curious to ask you this question uh, dr richa uh, that uh, there is a myth or i don't know uh, there is this belief right that uh, once you do have a child and anyone right uh, naturally or through mm-hmm. art treatments once you do have a child the problems that you have like you know the painful periods endometriosis all of this kind of goes away and you can actually reverse it um is that something that happens and does the couple then need an ivf treatment if you could just shed some light on that right so endometriosis is something which is related with menses Right. each time that the woman menstruates the blood which should be shed out goes back and gets deposited either in ovaries or in pelvis and causes adhesion formation or pain or cysts hmm. which means 9 months when she is pregnant she does not have any menses endometriosis will go back on a step you know it hmm. will uh, reduce in its intensity right. but as soon as she starts her menses again the things will go back slowly on the same path because oh. it's her tendency of the body whether you do a surgery or whether you take a medical treatment endometriosis cannot be completely cured right and right. after a delivery most of the women will take at least a year to plan the second child exactly. that one year is quite sufficient for the endometriosis to come seeping inside it's a it's a necessary evil because you do need to menstruate and that menstruation brings back endometriosis so it does yeah. come back the severity may be low depends on where you were when you started for people mm-hmm. who had grade 3 and 4 endometriosis mm-hmm. it's going to be more difficult for people who had grade 1 or 2 endometriosis it's easier so again mm-hmm. i would say that whenever you had had some serious indication for doing an ivf not just because mm-hmm. you got tired of uh, fertility treatments and nothing was a issue but you did an ivf mm-hmm. but when you had a solid diagnosis please check with your specialist before you plan pregnancy before you delay pregnancy even interesting thank you uh, so much uh, for that information dr richa mere dimag mein you know i had that thing only so how long do you wait then uh, to have the second baby <laughs> because i was like are you know it's uh, reverse so um, you know probably one should have a baby uh, faster but thank you for saying that you have to take at least a year before you try for another baby um right now What are some treatment uh, characteristics associated with a complete IVF cycle for achieving a second live birth for having a second baby? When you have had a first IVF, you know how your body reacts. Your doctor knows right. how your body reacts. So some right. things are simpler, but they will have to run some fertility tests again because for a woman the fertility is finite, which means mm. the egg reserve keeps going down, the AMH value keeps going down. so they will need to connect back to see if your hormones are okay your thyroid prolactin is fine your husband's sperm count is okay enough or not because these things do fluctuate and sometimes go down with time also hmm. after one delivery has happened the the main things which change is in uterus so hmm. inside the womb there might be changes which needs to be taken note of it's possible hmm. that your first pregnancy was easy but after that there was some infection something else oh, happened right. and the womb is not exactly healthy maybe mm-hmm. the woman had a cesarean 
there's a little bit of a scar left in the womb always and mm. that scar sometimes develops some area which is not very healthy and mm. these are the pointers that have to be checked so for your second time ivf your doctor will look at all these factors mm. and then plan your ivf they do know how your body responds so that's a plus point but by far the steps are nearly the same as for the first ivf that you undergo stimulation you have egg retrieval you have icsi or ivf make right. embryos and if your hormones are fine then they would transfer a fresh embryo if your hormones are on the higher side then doctor may advise you to freeze the embryos and transfer at a later date i suddenly have another uh, very keen question may i ask <laughs> Of course this is uh, for this purpose only yeah um so you know what of course covid is uh, you know again showing its head again you know people are displaced people are uh, they've gone back home or you know like families have been shifting quite a bit right so if mm-hmm. you had uh, you know a, a, an ivf clinic uh, from where you got the treatment for your first baby uh and you've shifted to a different state altogether or a different country altogether um is it uh, possible to actually have a successful uh, second live birth also with a different doctor is it something that you'd recommend of course of course of course uh, it's not necessary that your pregnancies will only happen with a particular doctor it's huh. not doctor specific i'm sure all doctors are doing their level best to help the patients Yes. it's the patient characteristics so even if it's a new doctor the show will go on it's it's like um, for a, a recording you may have a, another producer but the show will go on right we'll miss you <laughs> yes. but but i'm sure the other person will take on the reins from where we left off absolutely the only problem happens with these when um, they have made embryos and frozen at one clinic uh-huh. and now they are relocated to another clinic and now is the issue that whether we should transport those embryos in or they should start a new ivf cycle Ooh. but uh, that's a decision that your doctor will take depending on how everything is with you um the transport of embryos between two clinics is quite quite possible within our country of course mm-hmm. not from abroad mm-hmm. but within the country transport of embryos is quite possible so i have another uh, question quite uh, related to this one do frozen embryos from the previous cycle indicate a better prognosis are they better off than those uh, you know when you commence a new stimulated cycle and fresh embryos do you think the previous ones are better so if those embryos uh, sibling embryos from there gave you a pregnancy and some good embryos were frozen also huh. um, it it does prognosticate a good result with those embryos another thing very important to remember is you mm. were younger when those embryos were made right. so those embryos do belong to a woman who was say 3 years younger than what you are now mm. as long as your doctor has given you a proper embryology report which says that these embryos were good and viable and were frozen because they were viable mm-hmm. uh, usually we freeze embryos at blastocyst stage that is the embryo which is the most competent one the blastocyst right if your okay. embryos were frozen at blastocyst stage then it's really worth to use them first rather than try a new ivf cycle which will entail all the injections all the procedures the all the Uh, upheavals uh, that is associated with it 
but if those embryos were not of very good quality say mm-hmm. the best quality was transferred in the first time and the remaining average embryos were frozen then mm-hmm. probably you can take a call whether you want to uh, you know let them go and proceed with a fresh cycle interesting so is there a preferred uh, you know measure to calculate the success of an ivf treatment uh, what is the contrast between cycle specific live birth rate and cumulative live birth rate and i must tell you dr richard this is just something that you know we picked off the <laughs> internet you also have to explain <laughs> what cycle specific live birth and cumulative live birth actually means before you actually proceed to answer this question yeah. i will i will yeah. i yeah. thought as much that this is something that has been thrown at you but i'm here to explain that Thank so you when so i say the cycle specific life birth rate it means you did an ivf treatment cycle this month mm-hmm. and you conceived with that and that tells us that you so many patients conceived in their first ivf treatment Achoo. but it is possible that this woman also had say four extra embryos which mm-hmm. were cryo preserved for future use hmm. now if she may not use them right away right because she got pregnant Right. but say she did not conceive this first time and mm. she would have used her frozen embryos mm. and gotten pregnant with them that right. is her cumulative life birth which Ooh. means the the total average of all the embryos that were frozen for her from that the pregnancy rate so if these are good embryos most of the women you know in first attempt around 40 to 50% of the women with good embryos will conceive but mm. nearly 70 to 80% of women will conceive in the cumulative uh, uh, cycles which means the added on the frozen embryo transfers so it does and increase your overall pregnancy rate interesting sounds so much more optimistic your cumulative life birth rate it just sounds so nice right suddenly absolutely <laughs> absolutely it is just a estimate imagine that you brought home some sweets and you had one piece of it Hmm. and you kept some for the uh, rainy day as a good bar of chocolate hmm. you can enjoy that chocolate again after some days you don't need to go you know to a um, foreign country and buy a new box of chocolates right so hmm. you have had cumulative happiness which was more than Absolutely. somebody who just had one bar you understand yeah absolutely and you've just sent me to a holiday mood thank you very much for that acha <laughs> 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 uh, dr richa are there any individual and or non medical factors that a family needs to take into account that may affect a couple's chance or a woman's chance even for a successful second pregnancy aisa kuch hai kya so the first thing that we uh, don't really talk about but it's very important is uh, emotional health yes you know whether the woman is emotionally psychologically ready it hmm. takes a toll on a woman you know going through years of fertility treatment and then having a child and then you are so invested in that child which has come as a miracle to you that yeah. whether you are really uh, ready psychologically to have another one or not that's the first and the biggest question Hmm. the family may think otherwise but i always believe it's the woman who has to decide because she has to undergo the treatment she hmm. has to bear the child right. and by far she has to bring up that child also i'm Absolutely. hoping that her husbands will help little bit but you know it's like the 60% work is definitely done by the mother 
right yeah so that's the most important part i feel that you know yes. whether psychologically emotionally she's in that place to go through this again and if she is then it is a prognostically a better point if she is not then she should be given some time and space to be ready for it hmm. second thing which we again do not look at is economically whether it's viable for them most of the mm-hmm. couples are working and um, they have a young child and they've had an ivf treatment and they are invested into multiple things their new career choices making a home for themselves growing a child right. who's uh, you know needing everything under the sun and it's a lot of work finance, of course it is it's a huge and it never ends you know as a mother i can tell you um a mother's work never ends yeah right so those are the two important non medical things that we have to look into hmm. but uh, again one thing uh, semi medical is age of the woman as we age our egg numbers go down our fertility ratios go down so hmm. that's something that we have to keep in mind interesting um and how would the man uh, how would the husband or the father in a cisgender couple of course right so for men the sperms are formed every day um they may decrease in quality and quantity as they age but mm. the sperm production continues throughout the life and that's why men do not have something called as andropause uh, though we are looking into it the scientific community is looking oh, into is it, it whether things change yes whether things change for them drastically mm. but they don't really have an andropause like women have menopause so mm-hmm. the sperm quality may change but by far uh, for an ivf process the sperms may still be viable enough even if the men have aged one thing important is when men have no sperm count mm. which means they have zero sperm count mm. even in these men it's possible to get the sperm from their testes because sometimes they are oh. producing sperms but the tubes that bring them outside are blocked and right. then we have to just do a small um, procedure and get the sperms from inside the testes and they can father their own biological children so is it something that happens in icsi yes and this is called right. surgical sperm retrieval huh. which means we are retrieving the sperm through a procedure hmm. it can be testicular sperm it could be epididymal sperm depending on where exactly is the blockage and it's a small procedure 15 to 20 minutes they can go home the same day in 2 hours time and mm. this procedure is then clubbed with icsi that is intracytoplasmic sperm injection right right so right. we get the sperm from the body by a different method and then we use that sperm to fertilize the woman's eggs it's wonderful how uh, you know one episode is going into another because just last episode was about icsi and you know <laughs> all of the art treatments and i'm like wow you know now i'm un- i'm able to understand icsi a little better the way you've explained it of course i understood mm-hmm. a lot of it right but now it's even better yes. so thank you for that now just last question uh, dr richa all the success yeah. you know with a prior ivf cycle does increase the chances for a second ivf baby even uh, you know every medical procedure comes with a cost uh, so what are some of the pros and cons of a repeated ivf cycle that you've encountered in your experience so like i said again some time back that if you have had frozen embryos it makes Anjali. your life that much easier and Absolutely. that's why we encourage people 
to freeze embryos because freezing cost is much much lower than the cost of making those embryos fresh ah. you know so that's what i explain to everybody that freezing them now is benefit to you because mm-hmm. you're spending very little amount making embryos again will cost you the same probably more down two years down the line because of the inflation because the cost goes up Hmm. but few things again we have to uh, remember is the woman is not getting any younger as she grows older her eggs will be of lower numbers lower quality and like i told you semen parameters also do change you know right so those are the two things that we have to uh, remember third is post delivery the uterine characteristics or the womb characteristics hmm. may change little bit and we have to make sure that the environment is healthy most of the ivf conceived women fall because of some preconceived notion delivered through a cesarean it's not really needed it's not really needed i'm underlining mm. that again yeah. yeah that a woman who has conceived through ivf should have a cesarean mm-hmm. but most of them do end up having a cesarean delivery and when a cesarean is done it will change the characteristics of the uterus or the womb and right. hence these things are important to look into and um, that's by far that uh, a couple should know that because they have had previous ivf it's not necessary that they know everything about it the body is um, a machine it's a human machine and it's changing its dynamics every day you yeah, got first time lucky evolving um, right yes yes and there is wear and tear you know like yes. any machine there's wear and tear yes. and uh, first time you get lucky it doesn't mean that second time you don't have to invest into it you have to invest as much emotionally medically and financially into it as again interesting is there anything now i know i you know we come from a very like a lay person point of view dr acha is there anything that we've missed out uh, you know when we talk about considering having a second ivf baby is there something that we're missing out and we haven't covered please please tell us <laughs> you know by far we have covered everything but there are lot of myths in ivf just huh. because your uh, first ivf you were advised to take some bed rest this not mean that you will need bed rest mm. in fact bed rest and ivf do not go hand in hand i would prefer all my women to be up and around and healthy and going about their jobs while they are yeah. undergoing the treatment while they are pregnant and after they deliver also that's the only healthy way so um understanding that you know previously if something has happened and that's kind of uh, put you off or gave you negative vibes mm. you do not need to cling to those and think that this is going to happen again some women when they were very young and had ivf they might have something called as mild ohss or ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome right. where they had some difficult time but yeah. does not necessarily mean that you will have that again so mm-hmm. those preconceived notions we have to give away and take each step as a new one and look at all the factors and then go into it positively i feel that positivity is so important for women who are approaching ivf i think families even not just women right yes yes but but you know it's finally on to the woman but that's why i tell <sighs> things the husbands you know Yes that you both are traveling in this boat and I'm traveling with you mm. you have to make sure that you are rowing each side of the oar properly yeah. then it's balanced you know so yes a- that mental support is so important 
such a wonderful way of putting it dr racha um and uh, whomsoever was listening to uh, you know this episode you can always refer to the myths episode that we have on ask the ivf expert on of course hdsmartcast.com uh, we've covered a little bit of myths uh, over there and of course uh, dr racha has uh, very clearly also covered one very big myth for the second ivf cycle um i'm just going to try and sum up all that you know i have been able to absorb in this episode and i'm sure that um, uh, the next time i'm here i'll hear this episode i'll absorb even more so basically of course you can definitely go ahead uh, if you're a couple uh, who's looking at uh, conceiving second time from an ivf cycle you can definitely go ahead and do that uh, the best way of doing that would be to freeze embryos in the first cycle and then go ahead uh, and you know uh, see if you can use those egg sibling embryos for your second cycle um and uh, even if you are living in a different state or country from from where you were it is still possible to have a successful second cycle with a new doctor or new facility it's not a problem as long as all of your medical history is in place and uh, especially inter country if you know your embryos are being transferred transferred from one place to another it's still possible right racha i mean this is something that Absolutely. i've gotten right okay then uh, i think uh, moving on of course there are certain treatment characteristics that are associated with the ivf cycle but we must remember uh, that uh, the body keeps evolving the body keeps changing and uh, you know along with age uh, your reproductive organs also the uterine lining everything uh, the womb also changes shape also has its own distinct characteristics um, and you must take that into account but apart from everything biological even financially and even mentally uh, you should be prepared to have uh, the second baby um and um, even if uh, you know just because the first one was a success doesn't mean the second one will be a success but i mean we are not going to say that it won't be a success so please please keep you know an optimistic uh, outlook towards it all um and have i missed out on anything <laughs> only one thing if i may yes. add you've not yes. missed out you've added everything beautifully Lovely. but only one thing which i keep reiterating for all my audiences all my patients always yes. is women have a finite fertility we are born with all the eggs we will ever have so as mm-hmm. we grow older our eggs are growing older with us and they're reducing slowly in quantity mm-hmm. so as you grow older you have to take that into account and hence plan a second pregnancy if if you are keen for uh, earlier than rather than later because once right. you cross the 35 um, 37 years of um, age group then is when that these things become very very important so it's better to have a pregnancy earlier rather than right. later when things may get more sticky Hmm interesting and uh, don't worry women uh, if you are listening to uh, this episode and are above the age of 35 just like me you can still gift yourself gift yourself give yourself a birthday gift freeze your <laughs> eggs right of course, of course that's again something i'm very very passionate about that once you know that you are going to plan fertility later you might want to freeze your eggs so that yeah. you are um, going uh, you know one step ahead of nature and saying okay i'm here i can do this i will be able to tackle my job and my career and my fertility all together because 
we are multifaceted we yeah. have to remember that thank you so much uh, dr racha for such an empowering episode i must say i don't think i've used that adjective uh, in a very long time so thank you so much it was a lovely uh, chat we had and uh, yeah i hope you keep empowering more and more couples out there who want to have ivf babies thank you so much dipti for this opportunity i think we women have to uplift each other at every step of the point whether we are friends whether it's our patients whether we are colleagues even when um, it's your uh, family members we have to empower each other because we are the superpower yes absolutely and i'm getting goosebumps uh thank you so much again <laughs> that's it for this episode we'll be back with another one super soon until then chin up yaar aur koi bhi sawal ho to reach out to us at ht health shots that is ht h e a l t h s h o t s for updates on this podcast follow us at ht smartcast that is h t s m a r t c a s t We are present on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Clubhouse, and LinkedIn. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nai nazariye se. You were listening to Health Shots, brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.